for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. tour schedule that you had on your uh, Facebook page there and I was like oh yeah. wow I'm going pretty far really quick yeah it's, it's fun I like doing it just day after day you yeah. know you can get a lot of stuff done and not a whole lot of time <laughs> yeah, exactly so we're gonna go ahead and we we just kind of roll into it but uh, okay I'm sitting here with Karis Waltman you are from Pit- you're from Florida, but you currently live in Pittsburgh, Kansas, correct? That is correct. Yep, I was born and raised in North Florida, Pensacola, Florida, and I currently live in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Awesome. And uh, how'd you go from Florida to Pittsburgh, Kansas? A lot of things brought me brought me there. Um, I was living in Mississippi. Um, northern Mississippi right under Memphis uh-huh. before I moved to Kansas but um, my boyfriend lives in Pittsburgh he grew up there so we just thought it would be a good central place for us both both to stay because he's a musician too and we both tour a lot and it's really central so we like it there yeah and um, that's who you're currently touring with right now is your boyfriend and his yes band? I'm on tour with him yep I'm singing some songs with him every other night I will sing a song with him but I'm mostly just hanging out and enjoying it until I go on tour for myself and uh you guys are in St. Louis how's uh St. Louis been treating you so far yes we are in St. Louis right now I'm sitting outside of the venue and it's kind of chilly but I'm enjoying the cold weather I grew up in Florida so I hadn't really experienced winter really until i moved to the midwest so it's cool to experience that gotcha um and where are you guys head are you leaving them from st louis or how far where are you next so i'll be with them until the 8th and then julian and i have some duo shows down in south alabama and in north florida um, starting on the 9th of March. So we'll be doing that from like the 9th to the 15th, I believe. And then, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then we'll be going back to Pittsburgh for a little, bit, a little while. Gotcha. Um, so what really got you into music? That's a very large question. Let me think. Um, or um, you know, who, who inspired you to pick up your first instrument? Let's start... That's a good one. Um, my dad, he sang me and my little sister um, a bedtime song every night before we'd go to sleep. And he knew those four chords on guitar. It was C, D, E minor, and C. And when I was about eight years old, I asked him if he'd teach me those chords that he knew. And so he pretty much got me in 
to play in music in the first place. And uh, who who do you who are some of your inspirations that you draw inspiration? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I let me think. I I love Doc Watson. He's a big one for me. Um, Joan Baez is another big one. Um, Peter, Paul, and Mary was like the first folk group that I ever heard. So they're definitely a big one as well. Um, yeah, and I also like a lot of country music, like Connie Smith and Emmylou Harris and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I w- was listening to some of your music periodically from when we first met up until now. Yeah. And your music does have a very old-timey feel. Yeah, I don't know exactly um, where that necessarily came from in my development as a musician, but I always really enjoyed history growing up, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that these stories and songs have, you know, a life of their own and a story of their own, so that's a big thing for me, and I find storytelling mostly in those older songs, so I think that's why I gravitated towards you know, old time music and folk music in general. Gotcha. It definitely had a. I also picked up like a little hints of like bluegrass. It seemed very bluegrassy as well. Is I that, do like I do, I do like bluegrass music. I listen to it quite a bit. Um, you know, it's just roots music in general. I find a lot of inspiration. A lot of inspiration in. Gotcha. And um, so, do you play anything other than guitar or? I um, have messed around on quite a few instruments, you know, growing up, but right now, um, guitar is my main instrument that I play. I used to play harmonica a lot, a lot more in shows, and I think I will start doing that a little bit more soon because I miss doing it, but I just, you know, put on, like, the Bob Dylan harmonica holder Mm -hmm. and play my guitar at the same time, and yeah, I, I definitely like doing that, and I um, am working on claw hammer banjo right now. I got a banjo endorsement this last year um, from Carver Banjos, and he makes beautiful handmade banjos. So I'm really thankful to be able to, you know, teach myself that and to have an awesome banjo to be doing that on. Sweet. Um, One thing that I was reading that really interested me, and I'd like to spend the next few minutes talking about it, uh, Mm -hmm. on your website, it mentioned that once you graduated high school, you just kind of mm-hmm. hit the road touring by yourself. I did, yeah. It, I sure did. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear go. what you said. No, I said, go ahead. I, I was going to say something, but I want you to finish your thought. I got you. Yeah, I did do that. Um, I grew up homeschooled, so a lot of my time in high school as well was – playing music and my parents would go with me when I was, you know, younger and we'd go places and I'd play music for people. So right after I graduated, I just decided I'm going to do that. And I booked this tour, (laughs) um, like quote unquote tour. It was, I lost a lot of money, (laughs) but I had a good time and I, I thanked a lot of people. So it was real fun. I spent that whole summer doing that. And yeah, it was just a great experience that kind of got me into the into the groove of, you know, going back and forth from city to city and playing music to people. 
Gotcha. Because there, there's a lot of young musicians that reach out to myself and a couple of the guys that are in Live and Amplified and ask about what they should do after high school. Like really mm-hmm. young musicians. And almost every time I tell them to do that exact same exact thing. It's like you're a solo musician. You're 18 with very little responsibility at this point. Mm-hmm. Take the summer. Hit the road. I agree. Yeah. Some people say you just need to like move to Nashville and, you know, do it there. But I think that's kind of the worst way to start because it's been such a, you know, flooded population of really good musicians. So if you just go from city to city and meet people that way, I think that's the way to do it. Yep. Hit up the open mics, hit up, you know, whatever you can. And so I'm glad to see somebody's made a name for themselves doing exactly that. Thank you. Uh, you know, I thought it was all I could do. So yeah. that's what I always try to do. <laughs> uh, what, was, what was one of the things you learned while you were on that to, quote unquote tour? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Uh, that's a question. I don't know if there was any one specific thing that I necessarily learned, mm-hmm. but maybe being in in the moment while you're on stage that's definitely a big one for me and connecting with my audience um that's a thing that I'm still working on and I think I will continue to work on forever because you can never you know you can never do it enough but just connecting with an audience and relaying what you're trying to relay Mm -hmm. in the correct way that you want it to be relayed gotcha um what Let's uh, go jump. Well, it's not really jumping ahead a little bit, but um, you have you've released an album and you're working on releasing a your first full length album, correct? I I have released a full length album. I released it um, last year. It's an album of old traditional songs that oh, okay. I released. With, yeah, I released gotcha. it with Big Tone Records. Yeah. Um, last so year this is your the what you're working on to release this year was your first full-length album with original music yes okay yes that's, okay. that's what that is okay yeah. good um so what was the let, let's start with the uh under the willow which was uh old the old times songs record yeah uh, what was kind of the process when you were ready, wanting to, when you came up with that idea? What was what sparked the idea? Yeah, so I love old time music and um, just old songs in general. And I, I love America and how America came to be. Um, mm. All the different people that came together to make, you know, this beautiful country that we're living in. Mm-hmm. So I like to be able to keep those memories alive with the music that, you know, was the song of America being made. And so I took some of my favorite, my favorite old time songs, and some of them are not as old as some of the other ones, Mm -hmm. but I kind of made them my own. And some of them I did a little more like the traditional version. Um, And I got some good friends to uh, record these songs with me up in Bristol, Virginia with Big Tone Records. And yeah, we had a great time doing it. We did it all in, I believe it was two days. We did it about in six hours um, each day. 
um, it was all recorded analog. So oh, wow. we just do it one time and it would go to tape. So I, I really liked that. And I think that's a very authentic way of recording. Yeah. And I was thankful to be able, you know, to do it. That's that's awesome. And even to get to record analog, that's not very many people even know how to record analog, let alone, yeah. you know, getting the opportunity to getting the opportunity to record analog yeah big tone's awesome they're, they're super cool i'm really thankful to be working with them and then so what was how did releasing that album prepare you for what you're currently working on in the album you're getting ready to release yeah so um the album that i've written is i wouldn't say uh, like super big difference but it's definitely it's definitely different. Um, these songs that I've written, I find most of my inspiration in people. So a lot of these songs are about different people that I've met or come across in in my life and that have struck me in some sort of way that I guess other people don't. And I decided to write some songs about them. So I'm really excited to finally get into a studio and record it and get it out into people's ears. Perfect. Uh, one thing I actually really wanted to talk about is uh, we have a mutual acquaintance, which I found out, uh, Jed Clark, who did the Acoustical interview. Oh, yeah. I ran it, or we met uh, in January at a bluegrass festival. That's he, cool. Which one? Uh, the Baygrass Bluegrass Festival in the Florida Keys. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he handed me his card, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, acoustical. And then shortly after that, you posted the article, and I was like, wait a minute. Dug the card out, and I was like, oh, this is the exact same thing. That's funny. It's a small world with yeah. us musicians, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, That's but pretty cool. I, I just had to share that. So it was, it was interesting to me. Um, yeah, that's super cool. I'm glad you did. <laughs> nice. uh, so the, w what's one thing you want people to know about your music? Like for people that have never seen your show or heard you play, what's one thing you want people to know about your music? I think that I'm about storytelling that's my biggest thing I've, I've kind of mentioned it earlier on but I love I love telling stories new stories keeping old stories alive you know just getting into your brain and making you imagine so when you come to one of my shows or listen to my albums I think that that is what you'll experience most of it's just hearing a story from start to finish gotcha and when you were working on this out or this new album, what was mm -hmm. kind of your creative process like? How did you decide what you're going to write about? Do you usually have the lyrics first or the melody or what, what kind of what's your creative process like? That's it, it changes every time for me. Um, I, some of these songs I have had with me for quite a while now. Um, this is just kind of a project that I'm taking from songs that I've written when I was 
maybe 13 years old that have definitely changed throughout the years. Um, but, you know, the bass was written back then to songs that I've written, you know, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. So it's kind of just almost a growth as me, as, or the growth of me as a person and kind of the difference of how I've seen the world back then and how I see the world now. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. Wonderful. Um, so you, how did you go about, um, selecting songs for this album? Did you already have stuff written or did you write specifically for the album? It's been a little bit of both. There are some songs that are going to be on the album that, um, have been with me for a while, like I was saying, but there are some songs that I sat down and I was thinking, you know, I'm trying to get this album out eventually, and <laughs> I think this would be a good song to be on the album. Okay. And I can't really just sit down and write a song unless inspiration has struck me. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt for sure. Yeah. Yes. And what you'd mentioned that you and your boyfriend have a duo project. Is there like a huge difference in the style of music between your solo project, his other project and your duo project or it's it's not a whole a whole super big difference you know he plays mostly traditional um, bluegrass music okay. and I do more of the folky side of things so it's definitely a nice coming together you know I bring the more old-timey thing to it and he's an incredible flat picker and singer so it's real fun getting to play music with him Nice. And nice little different change of pace for you and stuff. For sure, yeah. It's, it's really fun. Um, but one of the things that you brought to my attention when we initially made contact was the uh, picking on Picnic in uh, Missouri there. It happens, what, in July, I believe? Yes, it happens in July of this year. And how, how long, or is this something you've been involved with for a while, or will this be your first year going? I had, this will be my third year going. I went the first year um, just to go. And then last year I played a songwriter's round. And this year uh, my trio is going to be playing. So I've been involved for about three years now. And I know the people putting it on um, and they're great folks. Yeah, it's, nice. it's a real fun festival. Nice. Um, what What's what's kind of the like is it like what's the vibe of the festival what makes it different than other other festivals you've played um i love this festival because it's super family friend friendly you see a lot of kids running around during the daytime and it's on a river so people swim in the river and there's music until like three in the morning and there's jamming going around all of the all of the camps where people are camping and it's just a real fun time of, you know, being together and enjoying music. Gotcha. When you're not playing music, what do you do? What do you like to do for fun? What, what gets you uh, relieves stress, all that stuff? What do you do for fun? Yeah. Um, I love history. Like I was saying, mm -hmm. um, I like learning about history. I watch the history channel quite a bit, <laughs> like listening to podcasts. Um, 
I really enjoy ghost stories. Um, sometimes when I go to different towns, I try to find, you know, the quote-unquote haunted place and nice. go and see what's up there. So I enjoy, you know, fun stuff like that. I can get you, uh, since you're in St. Louis and not far, there's a town called uh, Prairie Dew Rocher. Okay. It, it's like a little, it's like a little Southern Illinois town. My buddy... This mom runs a haunted house there. Like during really? the during the holidays or during Halloween, it's like they do it like a traditional haunted house to bring the kids through, scare them, you know, yeah, all that fun stuff. But there is a the the historical house that's on the property is actually haunted. Wow. And they've had like paranormal people come out. And so if you're ever in like Southern Illinois, I will have to get you in contact with the right people. I would love that. That sounds super fun. <laughs> I'm down actually, for stuff like that. Actually, actually, when we get done with this interview, I will send you a picture my buddy's mom sent me about six years ago. It is a ghost of a little boy riding a tricycle in the front yard. Oh, my goodness. Place. That's wild. I'm ready to see that. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, a rip, before I went to college, I didn't I, – not that I didn't believe in ghosts, but I was a skeptic. They totally. took me to this place, and I was like, okay. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Super crazy. So what what kind of piqued your interest in history, like – what, what? I don't know. I'm sorry, keep going. No, I was going to say, who got you into history? Was it like a school thing or? It, it wasn't necessarily um, a school thing. I, it's just always piqued my interest. I don't know exactly why that is, but everywhere I go, I like, I like to know, you know, the history of things. I think if we don't know our history, we don't really know mm. who we are. And yeah, that's that's a big thing for me. Gotcha. When I go to a different place, I can almost kind of feel, um, you know, the vibes of the place. That sounds weird, yeah. but what right. the place has been through and the people, I think that that is a lasting thing. So that's kind of what has piqued my interest in history and knowing that it was just people back then and it's just people now and it's just people living their lives. There's something about that that, you know, is really comforting. Yeah, wonderful. And so when you go out on tour, do you make it a point to stop at different historical places? I definitely try to, yeah. I was in um, Illinois one time, and I went to um, Abraham Lincoln's home. That was last summer, and I I enjoyed that. And, yeah, I definitely try and see and see things when I can, when I'm yep. not – running like a chicken with its head cut off <laughs> yep the uh being from illinois the lincoln homestead was definitely a popular place that my family and i would go that's awesome you know luckily luckily for me that was one thing that my parents instilled in me was a fondness of history so like instead of like whenever we'd go on vacation yeah we'd go do the fun stuff but we'd also go like we'd go down we'd go camping in Kentucky 
Mm-hmm. And one of the days we would go to one of the old time homesteads or something to that effect. So. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a great thing for parents to, you know, instill in their, in their children. And yeah, my parents definitely did that with my mom teaching me and my dad teaching me because I was homeschooled. Um, yeah, they definitely made it a point to, you know, teach history and know where we came from. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I, I agree with you. It's a very good thing to, that we should know our history because if we don't know our history, we're doomed to repeat it. It's true. Very true. But one thing we really like doing or we we're trying to do with this podcast with live and amplified is we're trying to cultivate the next generation of young musicians, mm-hmm. make sure that they understand the realities of the music business and make sure they're getting into it for the right reasons. Make sure that they absolutely love it and they weren't sold like a bill of goods of, Oh, if you get into music, you'll make a million dollars, you know, stuff of that nature. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So we're, we really want to try and cultivate musicians and make sure they're dreaming, but they understand like, Hey, this is the reality of the situation. So the, that being said, my question is, what advice do you have for younger musicians? Yeah, well, I had to say it's, you hear no a lot, and I think that's a good thing. You know, it makes you strong with every 100 no's you get, you get one yes. And you're going to hear no a lot, but sometimes those no's, don't really matter at all because the one yes you get is something that's you know you're either really going to enjoy or it's really going to help you along the way and I'm only 19 years old um so I've been I've been doing this since I was about 12 years old but um you know it's still new I'm still young and I'm still figuring everything out but taking it day by day and just believing in the music that you're making and knowing that it's what you're supposed to be doing is what's going to keep you going. And just to kind of hone in, since you did bring it up that you're still a very young woman in the music scene, what do you have to say to that 12-year-old girl that's just starting to play piano or just starting to play the guitar? Like, I I don't know, if you have something a little bit different that you'd say to them? Yeah, I'd just say keep it up. And, you know, focus on what you want to be doing and don't let other influences, you know, distract you. If you like something and it's not necessarily cool, I promise you there's some place where it is cool. So keep doing that. Understood. Per- absolutely perfect way to say it. What's the uh, best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, man. <laughs> that's, that's a big one. Um, I think being true to you know, what I want to do and, you know, in music and just as a person, um, that's, that's what I tried to do. Um, my parents always said I was very hard-headed growing up and they, they would tell me that as a good thing. So I think being hard-headed is a good thing if, you know, you're stuck on doing what you know you're supposed to be doing. Mm, yeah. 
Gotcha. That makes perfect sense. Um, what's the independent music scene like in Pittsburgh, Kansas? I'm not really sure. I'm actually not. I I've played one show okay. in Pittsburgh, and I I don't really play shows. Okay. So there. You, you you're more touring out. You you tour out to do your shows pretty much. Yeah, it's just a good place to live. It's a it's a sweet little town. Nice. What what do you like about Pittsburgh, Kansas? Um it's it's sleepy, but it definitely has its things going for it. It's got we've got like three coffee shops and just really kind and genuine people and um you know, it's you can get into the rural part of it pretty often um and pretty quickly, but you can also find people if you need people time you know what I mean yep understood completely um so I take it um music's a full-time thing for you at this point in your life it sure is yep been doing it full-time I quit um my job that summer before I went on that first tour and haven't worked since been playing music full-time and it's pretty awesome it's best job <laughs> Um, what, what's, how are you able to keep everything going or is how, I, I guess I want you to kind of reiterate how, or how, how do you keep everything going? Like your, since this is your sole income, is it a yeah. little nerve wracking that like, oh, the show canceled and that's how I'm planning on paying this month's electric bill or whatever, you know? Uh, totally. Um, I think, yeah, it's definitely a little less stable than some things could be. But, you know, I think music is a labor of love and, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So I I just keep working. Um, I have someone that helps me book shows. I have an agent, so she'll help me do that. And then I send emails on top of that myself. And, you know, I'll play a show and then end up doing that um, that same night, send an email. So it's just a continuous thing, um, managing myself and, you know, performing. It gets tiresome, but it's worth it. And I know it won't always be this way. So. Yeah, perfect. Um, so to, you're, you're sitting in St. Louis right now. Are you actually playing tonight or is, are, is tonight one of your nights off? Tonight is one of my nights off. I am hanging out tonight. Um, awesome. I I've been seeing all my friends that are playing tonight keep walking by. So if I if I sounded distracted partially, that could have been why I was like waving at people. But I'm having yeah. a great time talking to you. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you giving us the time. Um, yeah. You know I don't I don't want to jeopardize all your time because. Uh, like you said, you got friends that are around and all that stuff. So I won't keep you too much longer, but no, you're totally good. I, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> awesome. Um, what the one thing I've been trying to, uh, help people understand is the importance of mental health in with mm -hmm. musicians. Cause I yes. mean, there, there, there's been a lot of, at least from my personal experience, a lot of musicians that I've either worked with or I've met through mutual friends, 
that have passed because they either OD'd on drugs because they were going mm-hmm. through some mental things. How, mm-hmm. how do you kind of keep yourself mentally healthy, although you're give, making yourself very open and vulnerable on a nightly basis? What Definitely. Um, I, I, that's definitely my number one priority. I, um, last year I had to cancel a run of tours because I wasn't doing so well mentally. And you know, that always comes first Mm -hmm. because if you don't have your mental stability and being okay, you can't do anything for anybody else. So that just has to come first. And does it make it easier having a boyfriend that is also a touring artist? I think so. We definitely relate in that way. And it's, it's been nice um, being able, yeah, like I said, to relate in that way. We understand what the other is going through for sure. And you use each other as like a, well, obviously you're a support system, but if one of you is going through a bad moment, you can always count on each other. Definitely. Definitely. And I have a lot of musician friends as well. And we're there for each other in, in that sense as, as well. What would you say to a musician that's maybe going through something right now and feels like they can't talk to anybody? Um, you know, take time for yourself and find, even if it's one person that you know cares about you, because there's at least one person in the world that cares about you. And go to them. It may be awkward or weird, but tell them what's up, and, you know, they're going to be there for you. Perfect. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, and just to kind of hammer it home at this point, what what's one thing you wish you knew starting out that you – or what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew starting out in the music industry uh i'd say that it's not always going to be easy because i definitely don't want to make it seem like it is always easy um you know it's like anything else there's its ups and its downs um and sometimes looking at it from someone who's not in it in it all the time you think oh that's awesome you just go to a venue every night sing for people you know get paid go to sleep (laughs) it's not like that there's so much more there's so much more to it and yeah I think that's the number one thing but it's so worth it in the end you know I've met some of my best friends and you know greatest people that love me because of music and it's just really awesome I've got to meet a bunch of amazing people and connect with a bunch of beautiful people because of music and I'm really thankful for it Wonderful. Um, yeah, it, like, I'm glad you said that. And I, I just really hope that we'll, we'll kind of move on from this after this, but I just really hope somebody takes everything you just said to heart and hopefully it'll either help pull them out of a funk re- and help them realize it's not just them that every musician goes through this and, you know, just they can keep on pushing through and everything will be all right. Definitely. You just got to keep on going. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you brought that up. 
Um, one thing, another thing that I noticed on your website is that you have a nice long list of prestigious places that you've played, whether it be festivals yeah. or venues. Um, what's one place that you haven't played yet that you'd really like to? Oh man. Um, I'd love to play the Newport folk festival. That's a big one that's been on my radar since I was about 10 years old. Um, Peter, Paul and Mary, which was one of the bands that got me into folk music. They played that. And then a bunch of other people that I look up to like Gillian Welch, she's played it. Um, so many people. I'd love to play the Newport Folk Festival someday, hopefully soon. Um, that's the number one one for sure. Have you ever attended as a fan or the? the I have Newport? not. No? I would like to though. <laughs> um, cool, cool. Is there like a specific uh, city or state that you haven't played yet that you'd like to? I have not played in Oregon. Or Washington State. I'd like to play in either of those states. Um, what is it about? That would be fun. What is it about those two states? Just the Pacific Northwest in general, I find very intriguing. I have never been um, up that far on that side of the country, and I think that's why it's intriguing. You know, things that you don't know always seem to pique your interest. So yeah. that's that's why I think. <laughs> Understood. Perfect. Um, and you've mentioned Big Tone Records a lot. How support or how how have they helped move your career along? Like, I, yeah, I yeah. They are just really genuine, awesome people who support young roots musicians that they believe in. And I, you know, I'm just so thankful to have them as friends, and you know, have them as a record label. Because without them, I probably wouldn't have an album out at this point because money is a big thing in a young musician's life. And they helped me put that album out, you know, financially backed it and everything. So they they have done a lot for me and I'm super thankful for it. Nice. Yeah, the uh, that's very cool that you found a label that is willing to help you like that because not everybody gets that opportunity and I'm glad you're taking not taking advantage of it and building yourself upon it and not letting not not letting it or not letting it I don't want to say go to your head but letting it destroy you I guess is what for sure yeah all you can do is take every open door is what I've been kind of realizing and, you know, see where it goes. And if you come up on another closed door, you turn back around and there's going to be another open one. So that's yep. what I, that's what, that's what kind of led me to them. Um, and so, like you said, you've been playing since age 12. Correct. Yeah. I've been playing guitar and writing songs since I was about eight years old, but oh. playing out when I was about 12. Okay. And you were featured on the 50th anniversary of Eddie's Attic Songwriters. Shout out. What's that all about? Yes, that was really fun. They, um, they do kind of like a songwriter competition type thing. And if you win that, then you go on to like their shootout. 
Okay. Which is all the winners come together and, and play. And um, it was their 50th anniversary one. And um, Julian was backing me up that day. And we ended up getting second place, which was really cool. And we looked it up. And um, I don't know if you know Tyler Childers, but I'm a real big fan of his. But he, he played that too. And he got first place. So he oh, beat wow. me. But um, it, I thought it was cool that he, he was playing that. And that's also what we played. And, you know, look at what he's doing now. So yeah. you never know. The world is a crazy place. Things happen. Exactly. Um, who who do you look up to or outside of the, the old-timey traditional folk music? Who are some mm-hmm. other musicians that you draw? Like maybe somebody more modern or somebody outside of what your current genre who do you draw inspiration from hmm. um i really love carol king okay she is a big one that i grew up listening to um so she is one of one of those for sure and i'd say she has to be one of the number one ones i also love like i was saying connie smith she's another a big inspiration for me she did cl- classic country music but yeah connie smith and um carol king are two big ones for me i also love the bgs <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. That, that's that was a little bit different i wasn't expecting the bgs <laughs> i sure do love them though yeah they're great um they bring a lot of energy with their music and their songs were written really good nice oh, oh also bread if you've ever heard of bread no, I don't. I don't think I have. They were a band from the '70s, and they just did a bunch of like '70s, really cheesy pop songs that I really enjoyed. They're well written. Awesome. Um, and we we kind of just are talked about this at the beginning, but what what keeps you going as a musician? Yeah, um, my family is a big one. They support what I'm doing, which is really awesome. Um, They're a big one, for sure. My boyfriend's a big one. And just knowing that even if not many people like my music, having five people that enjoy what I'm doing or are getting something that might change a little part of them out of what I'm doing, that's enough for me. I I've played shows with a lot of people there, and then I've played shows and maybe 10 or 15 people show up. And it's the same to me if a heart gets touched by what I'm doing. Beautiful. Um, do you have a release date yet for your uh, new album, or is it still very... It's still up in the air. Okay. Um it's hopefully by the end of the year sometime, but it's hard to know exactly. I want it I want it to be perfect before, you know, it gets out. Gotcha. And will will we hear your uh, boyfriend on it at all or will it be strictly solo? There's gonna be a band behind it. I think Julian's playing mandolin on it. So okay. we'll be ready for that. Yeah. Nice. And how will how will the uh album differ from like your live shows? Obviously, 
I'm assuming that you don't usually tour around with a full band. Yeah, I don't tour around with a full band normally. Um, this year, I'm starting to play more band shows. Um, most of my festival dates are with my band, which is exciting. It's um, a trio okay. um, of all girls. Um, there's a banjo player named Grace Stormont, and she's from uh, Arkansas, and a fiddle player for, um, named Edith, and she is from Joplin, Missouri. And I'm really thankful to be working with these girls. They're just really incredible musicians and people in general. So we'll be doing that more this year, but it's mostly just me or me and Julian. Perfect. So I'll get to hear the trio at Pick In on Picnic? Yes, you sure will. Perfect. That's awesome. We will uh, be there. And it's... It's you on guitar, and then what? Do, what? What do the other two play? Yeah, so we have Grace on um, banjo, and okay. Edith on fiddle, and me on guitar. Okay, perfect. I always love a good fiddle player. It's me too. For I was never exposed to the fiddle or the violin ever, and the first time I ever went to a bluegrass show and I heard a fiddle player, I was like. All right, that that might be my favorite instrument right now. I I think it's my favorite instrument. It's like it sings. It's beautiful. Yeah. The uh, actually one of the first bluegrass bands we ever worked with, it was two fiddle players. That it was that's all it was was the two fiddle players, and it was just like wow. oh, this is the most amazing thing. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, cool. so we've talked a lot about what you've done and what you're currently working on, but mm -hmm. what's your vision for the future? You know, that changes every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to take it day by day and, you know, do what I can every day and just kind of see where I end up. That's what I have been doing. And I think I'm going to continue to do so. There's not a huge vision except for continue to play music that I love and write songs that I love and play music with people that I respect and enjoy what they're doing. Perfect. And hopefully get the album out by the end of the yes. year. And yeah. Hopefully so. Nice. Perfect. Well, I don't want to hog up too much more of your time because I, time's very valuable to me I'm, and I want to respect everybody's time. So I won't hog up much more of your time. So we're, Thanks. what's, um, we've talked about your tour schedule already, but where can people go to um, see, see what you're up to the update on the album, upcoming shows, all that stuff. Yeah. So the best way to do that is my website. It's, www.xarisswaltman.com, karisswaltman.com. Mm -hmm. um, that has, you know, my tour dates and um, my music on there, video links, all that good stuff. And then I also have Facebook and Instagram, which is just Karis Waltman on there. And you should be able to find my pages for that and keep up with me in that way if you do that. Nice. Um, I want to ask you one last question. 
It's yeah. going to be a rather vague question, and I phrase it this way specifically to give you free reign to take okay. it wherever you want to take it. Okay. But why music? Why music? Um, music means more to me than pretty much everything besides my family. I think music is one of the strongest things in this world and in this universe. So that's, that's why music for me. Wonderful. You can't escape it. So why not, you know, devote your whole life to it. Yep. And it's such a universal language. I say it almost every interview, like music is such an interview or universal language. Everybody can understand it. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So true. So, but I want to thank you for giving me your time, giving us your time. Yeah. Um, I, we really appreciate it. I hope, I hope, wish you good luck on the rest of this leg of the tour and then your future tour dates. Hope you guys have uh, great shows and amazing audiences and great turnouts, you know. Thank you so much. I appreciate that yep. quite a bit. And thanks for having me. Um, and I'm excited about Live and Amplified and what y'all are doing. I think Thank it's you. really awesome. So Thank happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And I'm glad we got a chance to get you on. I know we're, we're talking through the uh, picking on picnic timeframe, trying to yeah. come up that way. Um, but Hope y'all can make that. Yeah, uh, I'm shooting to be there. I don't know how much of my team's going to be able to make it just because they've all started new jobs and all that fun stuff. So I, I don't want to jeopardize their their financial well-beings just to hit, you know. So at worst, it'll be just, yeah. But, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, so I, once again, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Um I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Karis Waltman, thank you for joining us. Thank I, you. And um, I will thank you, everybody, and we will see you guys later. <laughs>